Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. Mary Alice and I read through the one-year Bible as we've shared before. And right now our journey through the Bible lands us in the Old Testament book of Joshua. Great book. A lot of great stories of what God did for the people of Israel in those days, but those stories really translate to us and we learn so many faith lessons. I draw so many lessons out of chapter two, the story of a very unlikely hero. Uh, Mary Alice, her name is Rahab. Maybe you can just kind of talk a little bit about some of the reasons why Rahab seems to be a very unlikely hero. Yes, Rahab is a very unlikely person because she's a resident of a city that's about to be destroyed. And then she is well known because she is well known as a prostitute. And um, it's very interesting to see how God is at work in her life because you wouldn't pick her out as a person to be a hero. Well, ultimately, Rahab will wind up not only in the genealogy of Jesus, but she'll also wind up in a very special place that maybe helps us understand what's happening in her life here. And that is she winds up in the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. So God singles her out in the New Testament because of faith. So even though her past has not been good, and even though her present is not good, because as you pointed out, she's in a place that God's about to destroy. Her future is great because of what God has been doing in her life before the spies ever get Which reminds there. me of those machinations we talk about. Yeah. And I think all of our Noah's Window audience, all of us might know someone who seems to be in a hopeless situation, and yet God can work in a very miraculous way that we haven't even thought of, hadn't even anticipated. Yeah, and you see that so clearly in the situation with Rahab. And of course, the reason we meet her is because Joshua sent two spies over to Canaan to check out Jericho, and they wind up in her house. Now, don't think there's anything untoward there, because oftentimes these houses, this maybe even cluster of houses there, would double as both a hotel and as a place that Rahab would apply her trade. Obviously, two strange men walking into that place would not catch attention. And I'm sure that's the purpose behind it, but no no bad behavior went on there. But when, when the spies begin to talk to Rahab, I think that's when we really begin to learn what God is doing in her life. Because Rahab keeps saying, we've heard about your God. We've heard about what your God is doing. And we believe that your God is the only true God of heaven and earth. Don't, don't you think those spies might have been surprised oh, when they started they were, having this? Because they didn't know how this was going to unfold. They hadn't had any previous word from Rahab. They didn't know she was going to help them. And so how surprised they must have been well, when she aided them. I think they must have been completely shocked because they expected all these people to be pagan people that God was mm -hmm. going to destroy. And they deserved to be destroyed in these spies' minds. And all of a sudden they encounter Rahab. And Rahab is talking about how that their God is the true God. But I keep focusing when I read this chapter on how Rahab says, I, we've heard, we've heard, we've heard. Where does she wind up? The hall of faith. What does the Bible say in Romans chapter 10? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, you know, you never know who God is working in, uh, whose life God is changing. We don't want to discount anybody because God can work in the most unlikely of circumstances. Well, of all the people in the Bible, I think Rahab gives the, the perhaps the simplest single statement that defines faith. The spies are telling her that they're going to spare her life if she will do one thing. Well, actually two things. They said, we want you to be in your house. You can't go outside your house uh, when the attack happens. And they also said, you need to make sure any of your family that you want to be saved, that they're in the house with you. 
And then they said, we want you to leave this scarlet rope hanging from your window, which would identify her window. Uh, and actually it was the rope that she let the spies down with after she had concealed them and kept them from being discovered by the uh, authorities in Jericho. But basically the, the, the spies said to her, this is what you have to do. If you want to live, leave the cord here and stay inside the house. Um, and then they said, you know, if you go outside or if you don't leave this cord hanging down, we're not responsible, but otherwise we are responsible. And it's in verse 21 where Rahab gives us what, what I think may be the simplest and perhaps the best explanation or maybe exclamation of faith. She simply says, I accept your terms. I really do believe that's one of the purest ways of explaining what faith is. When, when God says something, when God gives us his word, it is us saying, I accept your terms. Mary Alice, another uh, tr translation, has it as let it be. We get our word amen. It's like that yes and amen. Makes right, sense. right. Yeah, I, but then one translation has it this way, and I love this. I agree. Mary Alice, do we sometimes, do you think, I'm, I'm not talking about maybe yes specifically, I'm just talking about Christians in general. Do you think sometimes we overcomplicate faith? Right, I think we do. I, I think we just need to understand that it's a work that God does in our heart based on our uh, attitude and our acceptance of, of who He is and what He's done. And, and, and of course, Rahab's in the Old Testament. This is before Jesus, yeah. and yet she ended up being in Jesus' genealogy. Well, I'm not trying to say there's a benefit in, in, in being a long way away from God, but sometimes I am amazed at people who have a very small knowledge of religion in the Bible that are very quick to embrace faith. I mean, you see the thief on the cross, you see the Samaritan woman, you know, you see the publican who prayed in the temple. I think there's something about not overcomplicating faith that's very powerful. Yes, yeah, so I think it's that moment of Absolute faith, and I love what you snagged on there, is I agree to the, your terms. Yeah. Well, I know in my own life, as I think about this chapter, I want to look at my own situation, my own life, and see if there's some area in my life where I'm overcomplicating what God has to say. I, I just want to hear what God says and say, I agree. I accept your terms. Because when we do that, amazing things begin to happen. This is true. Well, Mary Alice, would you pray for us today? Yes, let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you continue your machinations to bring us into your care and into your will. And for um, those that we love that may be outside your will, even right now, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would continue to pursue them and work in their life and circumstances and situations and relationships. And for each and every one of us, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would just draw us close to you. And we're going to give you the praise and the glory for that because we need you, Father. We need your guidance in every step of our lives, and we want to give you the glory as we see you answer. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today for Noah's Window, and God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. God bless. See you soon.